Started from the bottom, now my whole team in. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Hey, I'm Andy Holmes. I'm the host of The Goat Guide, a training ground for salespeople to go from good to great to goat. Last name ever, first name greatest. Like a sprained ankle, boy, ain't nothing to play with. I try to go hard right away because by winning early, it's easier to win big at the end of the day. It's the days when I took big breaks. It's the days when I didn't go all in that I feel a little bit of regret. He who does nothing is powerless. If you think back to a day when you just took it super easy, when you weren't really trying, when you're driving home that night, that day kind of sucked. Even though you took it easy, even though having all this extra free time to do these other things sounds good, you don't feel good. At the, If I wasn't selling well, I would button my shirt up one more button or I would unbutton a button and I would say, ah, oh, gosh, no wonder no one's interested in solar. No wonder no one's buying from me. It's because I didn't have this button buttoned. And then all of a sudden, I was able to give this dumb reason for not having had success. I now didn't have anything getting in my way to be successful moving forward. It wasn't that the neighborhood was hard. It wasn't that my pitch was off. It was that I didn't have my button done. Or, oh dude, I'm wearing the wrong socks. People make fun of me because I used to carry an extra pair of socks in the glove box with me just because if I was getting smoked, I would change my socks. And I would say, oh, those dumb, that dumb pair of socks, these are my lucky socks. And even though I knew it was some dumb mental trick, it worked because my brain all of a sudden was able to cast my badness and blame it on, on my socks, on my button. Then my brain was like, aha, now that we fixed it, you can now go win. You can now go succeed. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Goat Guide. I apologize for not posting an episode last week. I actually recorded it, edited it, and then left my laptop on the plane. And they must have messed something up when they went to grab it off the plane because the file got corrupted and wasn't able to, to get it done. So I know anybody who follows me on social media, they've been able to kind of see this whole 100 and 100 thing that I'm doing. And I kind of want to explain what it is, why I'm doing it. Basically, 100 and 100 is getting 100 points in 100 days. And basically what a point is, is it's one point if I get a self-gen account, meaning I knock the door, I find the person, and I close the deal. Um, or I get a half a point if somebody else is a part of it, meaning if a setter was to set the appointment and I go close it, then I get a half a point, and that's half a point towards 100. 100 and 100 is important because 100 points is what can, is considered a golden door this year, and it's off of installs, not off of just closed accounts. And so I do have some accounts that that, wrap, that rolled over from last year that will help with any cancels that happen along the way. But the idea is in 100 working days, I'm going to hit golden door number four. And I really wasn't planning on, on doing a summer like this. I was kind of, I, I kind of felt like I'd made it. I'd kind of felt like I didn't super need to keep going super hard with this job. 
the first time I hit Golden Door in 2019, one of the big reasons was I wanted to always have something that I could fall back on. I wanted something on my resume so that way, no matter what happened in life, somebody would want to hire me just off of having a Golden Door. You know, it's a, it's a really good resume builder. And so I always wanted to have the option to become a corporate trainer. And after my first year in solar, the cool thing about Aptive Solar, 212, Ambia, whatever you want to call it, um, was that they needed help in that in that realm. And since I've been with Aptive for seven years, this is my eighth year with Aptive, it made sense for me to fill that role. And so, I don't know, I kind of had a, a good setup. I had a salary, benefits, medical, all these fun things that you think that you want and that make life easier. And in a way, they, they do make life easier, but they also made me complacent. And the idea that my wife and I had was become a corporate trainer and then go out and blitz, go out and train teams, go out and help and make money as I'm doing that. And on paper, it sounds like a, a really good, fun idea. But the problem is we had bigger goals and bigger ambitions that we're going for in life whether that's building a house that we want to raise our kids in, whether that's making sure that I'm happy, that we're happy, I kind of realized that that wasn't going to be in the cards. I tried going out and working a little bit in Grand Junction, Colorado, and even though it was great, love Grand Junction, expensive power, all that fun stuff, it was also it was also difficult because it was me and this one other absolute stud. His name's Grant Anderson, and he was setting for me. But because I didn't have my family out there, because I didn't have a team, a support structure, it wasn't I wasn't doing well mentally or emotionally. And that's kind of something that's been going on for the last it's probably been like 7 or 8 months. Really towards the end of last summer when I still had to keep going for Golden Door. Because this last year, there were a lot of hiccups. It was my hardest year in door-to-door -door just because of all the things that, that went wrong. Some of them my fault, some of them not. But, but I've been going through a hard time. And it's kind of funny because a lot of people would say, Andy, you've got three Golden Doors. You've got it made. You know, if they if they look at my accomplishments on paper, it all sounds great. But by not having anything that I was really striving for, anything that I was really going big for, it kind of made life a little bit, a little bit hard because I wasn't progressing. And so I wasn't having the motivation to go out and perform like I have in the past. I didn't have this big purpose, this big desire to to throw down and and have the type of summer that I'm used to having. And I told this to my regional Darren and I told this to the chief sales officer Mason Bodie. And they had this really cool idea where they basically said, "Andy, what if we were to do like a a mini documentary they called it? What if we were to document you going for another golden door? You've already got 3." We have confidence that you can keep doing it and we we would set it up so that way it's a hundred deals in a hundred days or a hundred points in a hundred days and we'd basically help 
help film it, help document it. And at first I thought it was a little weird. I thought it was kind of cool at the same time because very few people can actually see, witness, experience what it takes to, to go for a golden door. And after thinking about it, I kind of realized that that would give me a little bit more purpose. And Mason, he basically called me out and he said, Andy, there's three things we need to figure out. Number one was we need to get you a support group. Where you're at right now in Grand Junction, it's just you and Grant. Your family's not even out there. You don't have the support structure to succeed. Number two, we need to make sure that we can get you in an area that you're excited about. Grand Junction is, is cool, but the problem is they don't use a ton of electricity. So even though we were getting high PPWs, we weren't getting big kilowatts, if that makes sense. And so number three, he said, we need to have you have a bigger purpose. Okay. Going out and just hitting golden door just because, or going out and selling just because you need the money. That's not all that motivating. And after three golden doors, it's really hard to lace the shoes back up and go out there. If, if you're not going for something that you can be proud of, if that makes sense, it kind of makes me think back to Dave Royce, founder of Altera, founder of Aptive, basically he wasn't going to go out for another summer, but the only thing that got him to go out for his very last summer where he serviced 903 pest control accounts was the thought, was the idea of going for something bigger, going for something huge and massive. And it wasn't until Mason kind of presented me with this idea that it got me energized, excited, motivated to, to really go for it again. And so that's kind of how 100 and 100 came to be. It all happened pretty quick. It was talking about it on a Wednesday. It was filming about it within a few days after that. And it's been, it's been fun. I'm going to be doing nightly story updates just on my Instagram. Andy the Solar Guy. If you don't follow me and you want to, go do it. And then they're going to they're going to be doing some professional editing. They're going to be doing some interviews along the way. They're going to send out some video people to record me. Not sure how often, maybe once a month, maybe once every other month. Um, but just uh, capture footage and and kind of show you guys what it's like to actually hit a golden door. And I'll be honest, has hitting golden door been worth it? Yeah, it has. It's sick. It, it's really blessed me, my wife, my kids a lot. But there's a lot of trauma that comes with it. And so to whoever's listening, even if you're not going for Golden Door like I am, I talk about Golden Door because that's kind of what I've done. Maybe your personal Golden Door isn't an actual Golden Door. But for each person listening, there is some max potential that you have that you can hit this year, next year, over the next five years. And I'm kind of showing through this documentary what I've had to do over the years to max out, to perform at, at a very high level. And the reason why this is going to be hopefully beneficial to, to people who follow along is they'll be able to see what it takes and not just hear about it on a podcast every now and then. They're going to actually see the hard the hardships, the heart aches that come with it. Because 
it's freaking tough. And anybody who's done it will tell you that anybody can do it. And it's very possible and very doable if you're just willing to commit to it. But at the same time, there's a lot of sadness and trauma that you have to that you have to go through to get it. Anything in life that's going to be worth it is going to require a lot and a lot of sacrifice. And so I'll kind of walk you guys through some of the things that have helped me so far. I'm only two days in. Tomorrow's Memorial Day, literally going to be day three in the 100-day challenge. But some of the things that have helped me the most so far have just been takeaways from conversations that I've had with my regional manager, Darren. We were talking the other day and he he recommended to me that I not just have a morning routine, but also a nightly routine. The reason why is because my family's not out here and this is new for me. And he kind of explained to me how this job is kind of like bowling in a sense. If we don't have things that are controlling where the ball's going, we're going to end up in the gutter. And so what he said was, Andy, you need to have the right structures. You need to have the right routines. You need to have goals. All these things work as bumpers. Bumpers are a good thing. Why? Because as we're going towards where we're trying to get to, once we start veering off course a little bit, a bumper helps center us. It helps put us back in the right spot, in the right direction. And I thought that that was really insightful just because so often in sales, we we just kind of try to figure it out as we're going. And we think that we don't, we think that having a structure or having all these rules that we set up for ourselves, we think that those are actually making the job more difficult because we have to be responsible because we have to be focusing on every minute and we're not just kind of going with the flow. But the reality of the situation is by having goals, by having daily minimums, by having metrics that we're going for, those are the bumpers that keep us going towards the pins. I mean, sure, it's great if you can just throw a strike every single time. And there are some people out there who are just really good at bowling, really good at sales, who don't need bumpers. But the reason they got there is because they've honed in their skills so much. They have such good habits and structures already in place that they don't necessarily need the bumpers all that more. And if you think about it, imagine if we could get the bumpers more and more and more centered. Imagine if we could get it so that way the bowling lane was even more and more narrow. Then those bumpers would just keep us straight all the time. And so it would be impossible to to not hit a ton of pins down every single time. And that was a really good analogy, a really good visual for me to, to just kind of understand because after doing this job for seven years, sometimes I think, ah, I don't need to do this or it's okay if I take a break here. And what I what I forget is that by taking it easy, I'm actually making it harder on myself. The way to truly have freedom in this job and the way to truly succeed in this job is to always be trying to expand and trying to max out what you thought your your max was. It's knocking more doors. It's focusing more intently. The more that you have micro focus in every single aspect of your day, the more you're going to end up succeeding. This job is very difficult. Why don't we try to set as many things on autopilot as we can? That's literally how our minds and brains work. Another thing that having bumpers set up in sales 
kind of reminds me of is, is how to get into flow state. And I've had a few people message me and ask, Andy, how do you get into flow state? Because we know when we're in it, but how do we kind of click it on? And for me, it's, it's being very habitual with my morning. I like to wake up at the same time every morning and I like to have a lot of time just in the dark, just thinking. Most of the time it's 45 minutes to an hour. And the reason for that is because it kind of lets me work through whatever anxieties, stresses, emotions that I have going into the day. And then I like to make sure that I'm listening to a, to a good podcast, a good book, just kind of as I'm brushing my teeth, getting ready, doing my hair, all that fun stuff. And then once I make it out to area, I want to make sure that I'm on the doors, same time every single day, and just kind of work my flow into everything. And I don't try to, I don't try to let myself off easy with my first few doors. I try to go hard right away because by winning early, it's easier to win big at the end of the day. And so a few things that I do to to go really hard on my first few doors is I'm practicing my pitch in between. I look crazy, but it's, hey, how's it going? Good. Hey, I'm I'm Andy. And I'll just practice my stutters. I'll practice my, you know, my pleasant hi, hello, um, and just make it so that way I'm in my zone and in the rhythm for when that person who I do have a shot with comes up. Another thing that I do is um, anyone who doesn't know what boom, boom essentials are, it's basically like a fragrance little stick thing. You can buy them on Amazon, but what they, what they have is they have a tiny bit of menthol in them and I'll actually smell those when I'm needing a pick me up or when I'm starting my day or before I'm going into a sale, going into a close. The reason why is because the smell of something can put you back into a certain time or place easier than anything else. Like, for example, Christmas Eve, when I was like 13, 14, we went to In-N-Out and I threw up the next day and I was sick all Christmas. And for years, the smell of In-N-Out made me want to puke. And so what I try to do with these Boom Boom Essentials is I have a little stick in my pocket and when I'm feeling like I'm in flow, when I'm feeling like I'm just killing it, I'll take a smell of it. Why? Because that smell is now associated with killing it with doing well, with being in flow. And so after doing that two, three, four times, I start smelling that and it puts me back into that flow state. It puts me back into that, hey, I'm working hard. Hey, people say yes, the, the right the right headspace to win. And so if I'm not winning and I smell that, it puts me in a winning spot. And so whether it smells, whether it's practicing your pitch in between doors, like whatever it is, you need to figure out what you need to do to get into into your best state to go out and win. Because the difference between going to the gym and dinking around and going to the gym and killing it, like it, the results are way different. And you enjoy one a lot more than the other. The harder workout, even though it is more difficult, it's also more beneficial and you'll tend to enjoy that one a little bit more looking back at it. But I'll just wrap up with a few a few of my thoughts, concerns, insecurities driving out to area day 1. I was on the phone with my manager Darren 
and we were just chatting and I was like, dude, I don't know why I'm scared. I kind of, I kind of feel like a fraud because on paper, I get it. Like on paper, I am one of the goats in door to door, but I definitely didn't feel like one driving out to area. And it's because I was talking so negatively to myself. I was, I was doubting myself. I was, I was allowing myself to have so much idle space in my mind that these bad thoughts and these insecurities were, were kind of creeping in. And I don't know, it, it was a really hard thing because what if my golden doors were, were lucky? Could anyone in my position have, have gotten those? And I don't know, it's kind of a, a weird, sad thing to, to think about and discuss. But what Darren helped me realize was it doesn't matter if I'm worrying about how the day, how the week, how the summer is going to go. That's not going to help me. And if it's not going to help me, why am I giving it any attention? What is going to help me is positive affirmations, is not wasting time, it's working hard, it's planning things out beforehand so that way I'm ready to go and just absolutely kill it. And honestly, that advice was was super helpful because for me personally, when I'm going hard, when I'm focused that's when I end up looking back at the end of the day and I'm happy. It's the days when I took big breaks. It's the days when I didn't go all in that I feel a little bit of regret. And it makes me think of the quote that says, he who does nothing is powerless. If you think back to a day when you just took it super easy, when you weren't really trying, when you're driving home that night, that day kind of sucked. Even though you took it easy, even though having all this extra free time to do these other things sounds good, you don't feel good at the end of the day. And so I'm excited for this summer because when I go out there and I put in a good, honest, hard day's worth of work, I feel better. And I use this job kind of as a refiner's fire in the sense of I can work through my weaknesses and my insecurities through this job and become a better person. And that's what my wife deserves. That's what my kids deserve. And I'm not with them right now. And so that's that's a little difficult at the end of the day. Last thing I wanted to, to bring up or what are my biggest worries and fears with doing this? It's scary to document. It's scary to publicly call your shot. Why? Because what if you fail? What if you miss? Then everyone sees, everyone notices. And... I don't know. Part of that worries me and part of that doesn't. The reason why is because when I set my mind to something, I really don't miss. I understand how important it is to me for me to hit my goals. And therefore, there's nothing that I would trade or nothing that I would let get in the way. And I think that if I had one superpower, it would be that. I focus harder than anybody I focus on the small little things that most people don't aren't even cognizant of. And because of that, I've been able to have a lot of success over the years. And that would be my biggest piece of advice to anyone listening is just focus. 
be as present as you can and making the best decision that you can every single minute of your day. Also, make sure that you're you're being very microscopic. Make sure that you're focusing on the tiniest, smallest little details. One thing that I used today that I used to do, if I wasn't selling well, I would button my shirt up one more button or I would unbutton a button and I would say, "Ah, gosh, no wonder no one's interested in solar. No wonder no one's buying from me." It's because I didn't have this button buttoned. And then all of a sudden, I was able to give this dumb reason for not having had success. The importance behind that was making it so that way I now didn't have anything getting in my way to be successful moving forward. It wasn't that the neighborhood was hard. It wasn't that my pitch was off. It was that I didn't have my button done. Or, oh dude, I'm wearing the wrong socks. People make fun of me because I used to carry a extra pair of socks in the glove box with me just because if I was getting smoked, I would change my socks. And I would say, oh, those dumb, that dumb pair of socks, these are my lucky socks. And even though I knew it was some dumb mental trick, it, it worked because my brain all of a sudden was able to cast my badness and blame it on, on my socks, on my button. And so then my brain was like, aha, now that we fixed it, you can now go win. You can now go succeed. Take a smell of my um, winter green boom boom essential, pop an Altoid in my mouth and I'm back at it. And so the more microscopic, the more atomic, the more fine-tuned you can get every little thing that goes on in your day, the more success you're going to have. It's one of those things where if you're playing basketball and you're just trying to make it in the hoop, you'll make some, you'll miss some. But imagine if you're just going for an absolute perfect swish, like Steph Curry. Steph Curry in practice, he doesn't he doesn't consider it a make unless it's an absolute swoosh. And by focusing that much on a perfect shot, it makes it so that way, even when he's a little bit off, he still wins. We need to focus as microscopically as we possibly can. Same thing I heard Ed Milet talk about how when he golfs, he just tries to hit it on the green. But the professional golfers, they're trying to hit it within, they're trying to hit it into the hole. They're trying to get it within six inches or a foot of the hole. And so therefore, they're much more likely to hit it onto the green than if they were just aiming to hit it onto the green. And so hopefully some of this has helped. Follow me on my social media, follow 212 Group. It's going to be a long journey and it's working days. It's not just a hundred calendar days because I'm going to go back and visit my family. I'm going to take a week or two off to go on vacation at a rental property, uh, an Airbnb that we just had built. And it's going to be difficult. It's going to be fun though. And you guys will be able to experience it with me if you'd like. If not, keep tuning into the podcast. Also, thank you. Sincerely thank you to those who have reached out. Sincerely thank you to those who have shown support, who have texted me, who have messaged me, who have shared the podcast. Because it makes me feel like like I am helping in a little bit. And where I've been going through some hard times... It's been very gratifying and very, very helpful to just kind of receive those messages. You never know when somebody needs it. And so if you feel like the podcast's sick, share it. Post your favorite quote on that episode. 
so that way other people can get something out of it as well. Love you guys. Go be the greatest version of yourself. You can be your own personal goat. Peace.